to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. And welcome back to our community. Oh, I forgot. We're doing this on video on Spotify now. So if you listen on Spotify, all you have to do is click play on the episode and you will see both of us on video. So that's exciting. Okay. So this episode, I'm like very positive. If you are a woman, it's going to blow your mind. My editor, Camilla, literally texted me as she was editing this saying that blew my mind. So I'm confident in it. It is a really, really mind-blowing episode, as I just said, four times in four different ways. So let's hop right into it and what was in alignment for me this week, what was out of alignment, and you guys reflect on your weeks as well. So I'm going to jump right in here. What was in alignment for me was so much rest at the expense of Ethan's health, which we will get into in what was out of alignment. But I I think I mentioned I had started Lacey Phillips neural manifestation work through her program, The Pathway, and I started doing the inner child workshop, which is really like the first step into this whole neural manifestation process. And it was really nice just to have infinite amount of time to do that and then rest before, rest after, get some cooking. Like It was just I had a very relaxing weekend. We had to cancel all of our plans because Ethan had COVID. So I was fine. So I felt healthy and just got to fully take advantage and slow down. On Saturday, we took a walk in meatpacking with the sun shining. I read my book with a lavender matcha latte. It was sunny. There was art. It was like I was just people watching everyone's fashion. It just it made me so happy. I felt re-inspired about New York City again. I actually made a TikTok while I was sitting there about this and it has like 20K views or something. So that was exciting. But I just needed a break from everything to actually tune in, to practice mindfulness, to rest, to catch up on sleep. And as much as I say I want to do that and prioritize that, there's just so much going on in the city that I don't really get the opportunity to do it. So that was really nice. And then just to jump into what was out of alignment, Ethan had COVID. So now that he is okay and feeling good again, I can say it was nice to rest once he was feeling better over the weekend. So during the week, it just was awful. He was really, really sick. And obviously, being stuck inside, quarantining, I don't know if I was going to get it, and also just taking full care of him. I was not feeling my most productive. The lights were off. He was sleeping next to me, on me. Like, I just was not in a space to be working hard. It was a lot. I was worried about him. And yeah, so that sucked. But he was feeling better over the weekend and while we still had to quarantine. So I was able to fully take advantage of the weekend and tune into me and spend time with him and just like enjoy and relax. And it was really nice, honestly. So let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. (sighs) Okay, before we get into the guest of this episode, I did want to just give a product recommendation. So Semaine Health creates these fully holistic, naturally sourced hormone balance pills. And they have one for PMS and period support during your menstrual cycle. And then they have one for your daily hormonal support. So as I'm transitioning, well, not transitioning, as I'm fully off the pill now for over a month, I've been taking these hormone balance pills for mood, skin, energy. And I was feeling a little crazy when I first got off the pill. And honestly, since I've been taking this for a few weeks now, I feel like pretty normal, which is insane. And the only thing I changed was taking these pills. So I have to attribute it to that. I was feeling my blood sugar drop and all these crazy things. And I'm still experiencing it a little bit, but it's gotten so much better since taking these pills. So I take their daily hormonal pills every single day. And it has berberine, which supports healthy metabolism, grapeseed, which is an antioxidant that supports collagen, passion flower, soothes stress response, a bunch of B vitamins like B12 supports your mood and energy, magnesium supports healthy blood sugar, which is my biggest issue, and then zinc supports clear pores, immune system, all of the things. So to have all of that in one daily vitamin to balance your hormones, it's just, I mean, incredible. So they sent it to me for free and now I'm going to be purchasing it every single month. Maybe I can get like a promo code for something or something for you guys. I'm not sure. They're a very new company, so maybe not, but I'll try because 
I now swear by these pills. So I'm really excited to try to like finally find a supplement that really works for me. And I think that's the key is finding supplements that have a bunch in there instead of it can be really expensive to go get your magnesium and your B12 and your omega, like to get a bunch of different pills. And also like, it's hard to remember to take all of them. So to find a a daily vitamin that has all of that in there, I find is key financially. And also just like to hold yourself accountable and actually take them every day. So I've been taking that along with my Wellbell, like beauty collagen pills that you don't see results for like three months and I'm only a month one. So I don't know if it's working yet, but to be determined and I will let you know. So Let's get right into the guest of this week, Alyssa VT. You've probably heard of her if you've read Woman Code or In the Flow, her two amazing top-selling books. She is an integrative nutritionist, a hormone whisperer, and best-selling author of Woman Code and In the Flow with Harper Collins. As a pioneer in the women's biohacking space, Alyssa has figured out why over 40% of women are struggling with hormone issues and experiencing burnout. Women are being left out of fitness, nutrition, and medical research, leading them to use popularized trends to try to help themselves. But because those solutions aren't designed for them, they're getting sick. Alyssa teaches women about their second biological rhythm, the infradian rhythm, that governs the brain, metabolism, immune, stress, and reproductive systems, and is just as important, if not more so, than the circadian rhythm, the process that manages sleep. So to support your infradium rhythm, Alyssa created a method called the cycle syncing method, which people can learn more about in her books and in the MyFlow app. This method teaches you how to optimize your health and life based on where you are in your 28-day cycle. What food you should eat, what type of exercise, when to have sex, and when you should schedule meetings should change based on the metabolic, cortisol, and brain chemistry changes that occur throughout the month. Basically, don't push through that hit workout while on your period. So I thought it was important for this one to read her entire bio just to get a full glimpse of everything we are going to cover in today's episode, everything she's about. If you've heard of the cycle syncing method, that is all her. I cannot even believe she's on this podcast right now. Like she invented it. She created it. She's leading this movement. It is incredible. So basically for the topics today, it's all of that, how birth control affects our bodies, how to get off of it safely, how to prevent pregnancy when you're not on the pill, which is she's going to tell us the best alternative according to the latest technology. She's going to dive into all things cycle syncing method, how cycle syncing can improve our overall well-being, the differences between one men and women's clocks and how we should be leading different lifestyle changes, just all things menstrual cycle and birth control and cycle syncing. So let's get right into the episode. Please be sure if you're on Spotify right now, subscribe on Spotify or click the plus sign on Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening. Follow along and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited for this episode. You have no idea. So I'm just going to ask you the first question we ask everyone before I start word vomiting my obsession with all things cycle syncing. What's your (laughs) self-care tip that has played a role in your success? The cycle syncing method. <laughs> I mean, I was just doing a an IG live with um, like a women's founders kind of thing. And she was like, so how do you do it all? How do you get everything done? How do you, how are you a mom and juggling work and family and self-care? And I'm like, I, I would not be this productive if I wasn't practicing what I preach. And of course I created it because I needed it. And so the cycle syncing method is really um, the cornerstone of how I how I do life. So did you need it because you had your own birth control pill journey or did you just feel completely misaligned with your body and you were like, there's got to be something else? Well, I, okay. So it's a, it's a big journey. I mean, I created flow living, which is a hormonal healthcare femtech platform. And we help women with period issues, fertility issues, perimenopause issues with our digital therapeutics and supplement formulations. So uh, you have those issues, you come in, you do the, the diet changes, you do the supplement changes and, you know, you get symptom improvement and resolution. I created that because I was a patient who didn't realize that she had PCOS because I was being misdiagnosed for seven years, undiagnosed. And then when I finally figured it out, 
and my doctor confirmed my own diagnosis, then I was confronted with the lack of care in conventional gynecology for women with all of these chronic hormonal problems. So I wanted to build a company that served this huge gap in the hormonal healthcare space. And that's what Flow Living is and does. And we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary this year. And I'm super proud as a female founder and in the femtech space and in this super taboo subject of hormones to have been able to be around for this long and to be helping so many women. The cycle thinking method I created because I was in the process of, you know, as I've been helping women and working in the women's hormonal health space now for 20 years, I was looking around and saying, gee, you know, the past, five, seven years or so, we've broken down the cultural taboos. Women are free bleeding on Instagram. It's like a new day, right? We have all these cool female founded period care companies that I love. And it's it's like a different reality around menstruation and the conversation around menstruation than what I saw growing up. And so I thought, wonderful. Now here's a chance. It must be the moment where we're going to start to see that play a role into declining rates of these types of hormonal problems in women. But I didn't see that. I waited and waited and I kept looking at the data and I said, okay, so I need to ask a different question. The question that I asked to start Flow Living and write my first book, Woman Code, was what do we need to do to get rid of our symptoms? That was the question I asked and I went all in and figured that out and wrote that book and built that company. Then I asked a new question was, why are so many women struggling with hormonal problems in the first place? Because when I looked at the sort of male cohort, it's just not even in the same galaxy. 80% of women will suffer from a hormonal problem at some point in her life. And it's like not anywhere close when we look at the males, right? So I just wanted to know what is up? What is going on? Why is that the situation? And I just couldn't let that go. It was keeping me up at night. And I just started going all in with the research. And what I discovered were two things. One, that we have a second biological clock called the infradian rhythm that no one has talked to you about, that no one has heard about. I've brought this up to medical doctors. They've never heard of it. It's just not anywhere, okay? And two, and this sort of plays together, that there's so much gender bias in medical fitness and nutrition research, which means women are being left out of that research. And when you look at that, then it makes sense. Every single diet, every single fitness program, every single thing that you've been told is good for you is based on research that's done on men. And with this huge unscientific assumption that it's somehow going to work for you as a female, that is the most unscientifically founded thing I've ever heard, right? And so it's just not the case. And so this is why women are suffering. We're disrupting our infradian rhythms because we're using the wrong wellness programs, diets, fitness, whatever, to try to, to try to help ourselves. And it's actually working in reverse. And so when I saw that, I said, okay, great. So that's the problem. I answered the why. Then I said, well, now what do we need? And just like I built Flow Living and wrote Woman Code, I decided I was going to write a book explaining the infradian rhythm and this method that I created called the cycle syncing method, which has now become a movement, really. You know, we have over 5 million women hashtag cycle syncing all over the world. Um, We're reclaiming and taking back our health, right? And it's this method that basically synchronizes your food and food type and calorie amount and your fitness, your workouts for each specific phase of the cycle. There's more to it. You can take a deeper dive. You can use it to help you with productivity, with biohacking your orgasm, with making motherhood less stressful, with your coworkers. You can use it in a lot of different ways and it's all outlined in the book chart by chart to make this a no brainer for you. But the core of it is really synchronizing food type and calorie amount and your workouts with each phase of the cycle and then everything just starts to work the way that it should, right? Your your metabolism stabilizes, your mood stabilizes, your weight stabilizes. You become the you that you're supposed to be because you're deeply supporting your biology for the first time in your life. And that is why I created it because we needed it and because it works. That's what was so groundbreaking for me. So I found you maybe a month or two ago amidst this huge movement where everyone's like, I want to get off birth control. And I'm like, okay, but why? Because I've been on it for over 10 years, which makes me nauseous at the thought of it now. And I've been struggling with IBS for maybe six of those years with 
absolutely no resolution from any GI doctor that I go to. You know, I've been, I have low libido and I'm sure a whole host of other issues that I can't even begin to recognize or point out yet. Well, we'll dive into that in a second. Keep talking. Yes, we will. (laughs) This is my problem. I want to dive into everything with you. And I'm like, I need to stay focused. But I, so I was guided to your book like two months ago. I heard you on a podcast and your team reached out to me. So I started listening to In the Flow and alongside my IBS journey, as I'm like, I got an endoscopy the other week. I'm still no, no results. Like we can't help you. So it's all happening at the same time. And I realized I don't understand my own body. I don't feel in tune with my own body. I I'm trying so hard through meditation and breath work with the intention of, I want to like find my intuition, find my inner voice, strengthen it as I'm simultaneously learning that probably being on birth control for this many years makes me incapable of tuning into my authentic self because we've been given this gift of our cycle to be able to naturally help it guide us in our life in our lifestyle and our workouts in all these different areas of our life and productivity. And I'm not able to take advantage of that because I was thrown a pill 10 years ago because I have really bad cramps. So <laughs> I'm- let's, Let me just, let me just pause you there because- yes this, I, I feel your frustration. And I think that what's, what's really wonderful, however, about where women are at right now is that you're just talking, you're, you're putting a beautiful picture frame around this kind of strange disconnect we're all feeling. It's like, wait a second. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm having my green juice. I'm taking all these healthy supplements. I'm doing meditation. I'm trying to live in this sort of like wellness way, whatever that means for you. But I'm on a medication that shuts off my hormones. And there's sort of like this, it just doesn't match up with your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And I think that that's really a wonderful self-awakening that so many women are kind of going through. The second thing to know is that being put on synthetic birth control to manage period problems is not the best form of treatment, right? So when you were put on, like, for example, cramps, Mm -hmm. cramps are a really easy fix, right? If you had come to me 10 years ago and said, I have debilitating cramps where I cannot get out of bed one day out of the month. And I would say, great, give me two months. And I'm going to change the fats that you're eating, just the fats. And in two months, you could be pain-free. And you would be willing to do that experiment, right? Of course. (laughs) Before going on a medication. I wish that more women were given all the information right at the moment where they're trying to make critical healthcare decisions. Because the fact of the matter is, the only reason why you have cramps is because there are... um, you're having the wrong types of fats, fats that are, you need more omega-3 fatty acids to produce a prostaglandin called PGE2. When you make enough PGE2, um, PGE2 is the, um, the soothing chemical that sort of soothes the uterus. PGE, I'm sorry, I've got that backwards. Forgive me, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little, a little sleep deprived. So PGE1 and 3 are designed to cause the uterus to relax. PGE2 is designed to cause the uterine to contract. If nature intended for you to be in pain, right, to be cursed with your monthly cycle, then you'd have two prostaglandins that control uterine contraction, but you only have one. 
the, the problem is when you eat foods that are, you know, bad fats, canola oil, other processed oils, lots of vegetable oils, lots of fake oils, right? And not enough omega-3 fatty acids. You make more PGE2 and you suppress the production of PGE1 and 3. So your cramps are intense most of the time because we're not getting the right quality fats. Do you need to go on synthetic hormones to fix that? Absolutely. I would say it's a, it's a, it would be worth investigating, um, you know, changing up the oils first to see what happens, right? Now, there could be other reasons why you have cramps. You could have a structural issue like fibroids or endometriosis. So getting this addressed and investigated is important. The other thing that's important to know is that your taking of synthetic hormones and IBS is connected for you, right? This is documented. There are studies that show that when you go on birth control, it disrupts your gut microbiome so profoundly that you can have issues, right? And not just with your digestion, but also with your mood, it, you know, because our gut bacteria inform our, um, our mental health and so there's well-documented studies showing that women going on birth control, just onboarding that medication into your system, the disruption it causes to the gut microbiome can trigger depression. And so much so that women then also need to be put on SSRIs in accordance with uh, taking birth control. So, you know, and then your sex drive is down as you reported. This is because taking synthetic birth control can increase sex hormone binding globulin, which basically makes all the hormones that give you your sex drive kind of locked up and they're not usable. And so you just don't experience your, your sex drive. And yes, you're not ovulating. So that means you're not protecting your brain, your bones, or your heart today or when you're postmenopausal. And yes, you're also deprived of all the changes that take place that allow you to be, um, you know, in your peak state of flow. I think every woman should read Dr. Sarah Hill's book, Your Brain on Birth Control, because it turns out you're not even you when you're on this medication. Well, I'm two weeks off, so I'm excited to dive into the transition period. But what strikes me about what you mentioned and what I read in your book that really strikes me was how medical research is based on mostly men. So yeah. I've gone to three male GIs. And when they ask me if I'm on any other medication and I say birth control, they don't even blink an eye. They're just like, oh, okay, just birth control. And they don't even consider it when analyzing what might be wrong with my stomach and my gut. So I just find that interesting that through all of this, you can so confidently say, yes, it messes with your microbiome, but then I go to a GI and they don't even blink an eye. Well, that's not because they're bad doctors. No. It's because the way that our, you know, I, I hope, and I, I'm sure it's going to happen. It's, mm -hmm. It seems inevitable that we would have more integration with functional medicine training for doctors who are taking care of people from a systemic point of view, right? So we're talking about digestive issues or metabolic issues. Um, certain things like surgery, right? You know, we're, you don't necessarily need to take in this functional approach. But when you're talking about chronic issues, right? A lot of people are seeking out physicians who can bring a perspective of understanding what else might be going on that could be leading. For example, Dr. Mark Hyman, he's a, he's a great mm -hmm. doctor, conventionally trained, but also functionally trained. And when he approaches the conversation around diabetes with his patients, you know, yes, he might help them with medication at first, but he's also talking to them about, okay, what are you cooking? What, well, let's get you in the kitchen, right? Let's talk about what the root cause of this blood sugar issue could be if it's type two diabetes, obviously. And, you know, let's get the soda out and the cookies out and the sugar out and let's start filling you with deeply nutritious food and let's see what happens because there are studies that show that people can make major improvements and potentially even come off medication if they follow protocols like his. And so, you know, I think that the tide is turning, mm -hmm. but I, I also think there's still a lot of um, confusion when it comes or, to women's health issues and dismissing of women's concerns and pain. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to navigate. And I, I give women a lot of credit for 
standing their ground, asking their questions, doing their research and trying to, to make the right choices for themselves because it's not easy. Yeah, it is hard to navigate. And when I, I actually posted a video like live from the gyno, I'm going off birth control and I got a flood of messages saying, you have to keep me posted on this. Like I've been on birth control for X amount of years and I don't know how it's affected me, but it can't be good for you. Like everyone says that exact same sentence. Uh, it can't be good for you. So let me know how that goes. Like it can't be good. I've been on it for this long. So can we do like a little brief, like what are some of the effect, harmful effects of birth control? Like just to answer someone who's like, is it bad for me? Like what are some just brief, like how is it affecting us? You know, I think let's not think of it in this like black and white bad, right. you know, because to say it's bad is not, I wouldn't go that far, right? It has, its, it, it, it's a useful tool. It's relatively safe. Okay. However, for, for a lot of women, they experience some disruption. So some of the things that it does do, right, is it will, like any medication, right, in order for your body to, to clear it out of your system, right, the liver has to work to, to metabolize that medication. And your liver, in order to do its process of breaking things down, has to recruit lots of micronutrients, vitamin A, selenium, vitamin C, et cetera, right? Um, so it can be very micronutrient depleting, right? Because if you're not eating properly and taking good supplements, like just, just doing the medication and processing that out every day can start to deplete you of lots of micronutrients, which can then lead to other things indirectly, right? So if you're deficient in B vitamins, you might feel low energy. You might start to have issues with hair, skin, and nails, right? Etc. So there's that. Then it disrupts the gut microbiome, which we talked about. It can absolutely affect your mood and mental health, right? Which is a known thing. And, you know, it, it prevents you from ovulating. And that's, that's the really big thing that I think a lot of women would, would like to know more about. Fertility. Well, not just the fertility piece. Every ovulation you have puts money, so to speak, in your health bank account today and tomorrow, right? So every time you ovulate, it gives cardio, neuro, and osteoprotective benefits, right? So it's giving a boost to your brain, your heart, and your bones. And that's protecting you today. That's why, for example, if a, a, a young woman is extreme dieting and she loses her period, they're very concerned about her bones becoming weak, right? Because without an ovulation cycle, that's what happens. So it's it's, it's today, it's putting, it's ensuring that you have good bone density today, but more importantly, every single ovulation you have during your reproductive years, which is about three to four decades, puts money into your, the second half of your life when you are postmenopausal to keep protecting your brain, your heart and your bones, right? So you want that and you don't want to deprive yourself of that by taking that away by being on medication. And here's the other thing I love to talk about because people will say, okay, great, but I'm not on it for period issues. I just want to prevent pregnancy. Yeah. Great. Let me update your, your technology, right? Like you, everybody updates their um, computer, whatever. I mean, I'm terrible at these analogies, but like, you know, Please, everybody's always updating it. things, right? Let me update you. Okay. Yes. Birth control was such extraordinary and advanced technology when it was first introduced. Almost what are we going on 80 years now? Right. It, it, it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so important, such an important advancement has liberated women. It's a very good thing. Do not get me wrong, but just like everything in science, there's always a new, a new way to do things, a more elegant and efficient way to do things. So the old technology of synthetic birth control shuts off all your hormones, shuts down ovulation as a, like, it just levels the playing field. You just can't get pregnant. It, there's no possibility, but the new technology doesn't have to shut off anything and there's no side effects and you can be totally equally assured that you can not, if you don't want to conceive, you don't have to. And there's two things that you do. You get a biometric device. There's two different kinds. There's one that you urinate on, or there's one that um, measures basal body temperature. So the, the, the app for that is called Daisy. You stick this device under your tongue. And then the app for the urination is called Mira. And they're both great because they're gonna tell you with 
precision when you are fertile, not, not based on like, oh, it's 14 days after your period. No, based on actual measurable things in your temperature or in your urine. Right. And so this is precise. So you can know exactly when you're fertile, the egg is only viable for 48 hours. That's two days. Sperm can only live in your body for five days. So that means we're talking about a seven day max window of time in which you have to then prevent the sperm and the egg from getting together, right? Or or prevent the sperm from getting past the cervix, most importantly, okay? And that's where we bring in the second new tool, which is a company called Fexi, P-H-E-X-X-I. It's FDA approved. You get this as a prescription from your gynecologist. You say, this is what I want. It's, I believe it's covered by insurance too. Don't quote me on that. You'll have to figure that out. But you um, insert this gel. It's lactic acid. You've put lactic acid on your face for a facial. Okay. okay. It's totally safe. <laughs> it changes the pH of your vagina temporarily so that sperm basically can't go anywhere. It renders them like immobile. They can't swim past the cervix. They just, they die, right? It, 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 it raises the pH, right? And so this is so fantastic because you can know exactly when you're fertile, you can use Fexi and oh, hey, you can also use a barrier method like the good old condom or a diaphragm or like the Femi cap, which I think is great too, or a sponge. You can have three layers of protection and of precision. And this new technology of being able to know exactly when that egg is dropping that we've never been able to know before. And because of that, we needed a tech like birth control to make sure that there was just no egg dropping at all, right? But now because we can track it with biometric devices, you don't have to shut it off. You just need to be tracking. And once you know when it is, you just need to just make sure you're using some other things during that time to prevent the sperm from getting to the egg and you're good to go. And then you can keep your cyclical hormones all month. I've seen Fexi before. Like I've seen the commercials and I was like, is that a hundred percent? Is that, you know, it, a, uh, it is, okay, great. I think the most exciting development in great. birth control since the birth control pill. Right. Because I went to the gynecologist and she was like, well, the only non-hormonal option is the copper IUD. And I don't suggest that if you have IBS, so use a condom. And I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) But now I'm going to call back and be like, can I get some Fexi? Because I didn't realize it was FDA approved and all the things. It is genius. It is genius. And of course it was developed by a woman Mm -hmm. and really looking at the situation and saying, how can we upgrade this, this issue? And I think that she's done a great job. I'm dying to connect with her. And I, yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a paid ambassador of that product. I just think it's really smart. And I really think that women should know about it because between the tracking and using that product, you really can prevent pregnancy. You have to, you have to be tr- diligent with the tracking, but it's yeah. so easy now. You don't have to do anything except pee on a stick or stick this thing under your tongue every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy. Okay. I'm, I'm looking into all of that when we got off of this call. But so we're talking about birth control and then there's cycle syncing, but in between, which is where I'm at, there's this transitional period when you're coming off the birth control pill that I'd love to talk about for a second before we dive into cycle syncing. I've been reading your book and I'm like very excited. I have the app. I'm excited to just dive fully into the method, but when you're transitioning off of it, is your body like what, how many months does it take for your body to fully be like in the regular phases and ovulating again? And where you can really dive into cycle syncing, what do we do during the transition? Should I be like tracking my symptoms and and going from there? Yeah, it's, it's an important question. And, and we recommend at Flow Living that when you transition, that you actually start before you start your transition process before you actually take your last birth control pill. Mm -hmm. And part of that process is by really starting to dial in therapeutic grade supplements. So the supplements behind me here um, are called the balance supplements. I formulated these because there are common micronutrient deficiencies with exposure to birth control pills and for women who have hormonal problems. And I just kept saying the same thing over and over again when I was working with women one-on-one. And I said, I've got to formulate 
um, a system of supplements that's really going to help meet women where they are when they're transitioning or when they're really struggling with hormonal symptoms. So before you come off, ideally, you would get yourself on the balance supplements for at least a month, but better too to really just at least get to break even. So let's think of it like uh, balancing your checkbook, right? When you're on the pill, right, you're in the red. Before you come off, I wanna get you to not in the red and not in the black, just sort of at break even. And then as you come off, you keep taking the supplements and we start getting you back in the black as far as your nutrient levels, your micronutrient levels. The more micronutrient abundant you are, the sooner your cycle is going to come back. That's really the full, the full story. Okay. So the, the, as long as you've been on the pill, right, plus that, plus your micronutrient deficiency level equals how long it's going to take you to get back online. So what you should be doing in the meantime is following the flow protocol that's in woman code. That's sort of step one. Right, so that involves keeping your blood sugar stable, um, working on um, supporting estrogen elimination, taking supplements, really, really boosting your micronutrient levels. Doing that until your cycle comes back online, and then as soon as it comes back online, you transition right over into the cycle syncing method, and that's where you stay for as long as you have a cycle. Okay, so I'm gonna get these supplements and get Women Code because right. I've been reading in the flow, but I think I'm gonna backtrack and go to woman code just because of the a theme. lot of women realize that they need to start right. with step one so you know that's that's really a valuable thing because the woman code and the flow protocol that which is my first book that's really sort of what i call kind of like the cleanup right when you're in a hormonal mess you've got pms or you've got painful periods or you have issues with your period you're transitioning off the pill you've got to clean up this mess that you find yourself in right so that you can reestablish your cycle and then move into sort of this lifestyle, which is the cycle syncing method, right? So it's okay if you come to in the flow and you're like, wait, but I'm having, I have PCOS or I have mm -hmm. fibroids or I have endometriosis or I, I'm coming off the pill. That's okay. That's, you can, you can lean into woman code. You can come to flow living. We can help sort that sort of hormonal chaos out, get you into your flow, and then you can get back to the cycle syncing method. In the method. flow. Okay, so let's dive into the cycle syncing method. What are some examples of how we can use our lifestyle and how our lifestyle can fluctuate to perform optimally in each phase? What are the phases? All of the things. The big question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess let's start with the power concept so that you can kind of connect emotionally to each of the phases. So I created this acronym POWER, P-O-W-R, it's in the book, In the Flow. This idea that each of the four phases has sort of a, a personality that you can embody as you are in each phase. The first phase, which is the follicular phase, the phase that starts, I'm in this phase right now, um, right after your bleed ends, okay? So the bleed is ended, now you're in this in-between phase. You're not bleeding and you're not ovulating, you're in the follicular phase. This is the, the prepare phase, right? You're preparing, you're thinking about things. This morning I sat down, I planned out my whole month of activities, of work, of life, of motherhood, of everything I wanted to get done this month. I really could envision what I wanted. I have a fresh, clear mind, full of ideas and energy for what I would like to tackle next. If you'd asked me to do that just two days ago, I would not have been able to sit down and do that with the same level of joy, ease, low stress and clarity that I was able to do that today. Um, I also changed my eating and my workouts today as a result of this phase, right? And we'll, we'll get to that too. Then we move into the next phase, which is the ovulatory phase, which also happens to be represented by the letter O. And energetically, this is about opening up. And why? The serum levels of estrogen in your brain hyperstimulate the verbal and social centers of your brain. And so this is a time for you to be out open, connecting, socializing, networking, talking on a podcast, whatever it is, right? And, and it feels really good to do those things. It feels really fun to do those things. It's not stressful to go out to an event, you know, even though we're in COVID times, to, to connect with other people. 
Then we move to the luteal phase, which is represented by the W, and that's the work phase. Luteal phase is characterized by uh, increase of estrogen, but the introduction of progesterone. And progesterone is probably like my favorite of all of our hormones because it has this calming and focusing effect on your brain chemistry. This is the longest phase of the cycle, 10 to 12 days. Nature has intended for you to get lots of stuff done during the month because it's giving you this almost two weeks to really focus and be calm. But you have to make enough progesterone in order for that to happen. If you don't and you make more estrogen, you're estrogen dominant, then this phase of the month will be the stereotypical PMS, miserable, brain foggy, irritable, fatigue, bloating, acne, like you'll be riddled with PMS symptoms. You should not be. That's not what nature wants for you. Nature wants you to be balanced and focused and, and awesome. And then and there's the rest phase, which is the menstrual phase, recovery. I like to call it recovery, the R. You're recovering, re-evaluating. Re you know, I kind of take stock of everything that took place that month and said, am I happy with things? Do I want to change anything? How am I feeling about work, my life, my self-care? What, what needs to be shifted? Right? Instead of waiting for New Year's Eve once a year, I do this once a month, right? And then when I get to my next follicular phase, I retool the plan and make it match my desires every month more and more. So that's sort of at the highest level, the power grid. And doing this month over month, of course, is going to get you to your life goals way faster than anything else I've seen any, anywhere, especially if you have a, an active infradian rhythm, which we haven't even talked about, but this is the rhythm that governs your cycle and why I developed the cycle thinking method, right? And then, you know, the other sort of pillars of the cycle thinking method are the food piece and the fitness piece. So in each of these four phases, right, you're going to change your calorie intake. In the first half, follicular and ovulatory, you can have slightly fewer calories, right? You could do a little bit more intermittent fasting. You could eat lighter. And then also food type is important. I want you to eat more raw things, more smoothies, things that are going to really supercharge your body to help uh, break down all the estrogen that's surging during ovulation. Then when we move into the luteal phase, and the menstrual phase, you need 279 more calories per day, and you need foods that are going to keep your blood sugar stable. So instead of having a smoothie for breakfast, you know, have like a sweet potato with an egg on it, or have avocado toast and some smoked salmon, have some protein and fat, basically, and slow burning carbs to start your day off and proactively eat enough so that you don't find yourself at the bottom of a bag of chips later that night wondering where what happened, where was I? Where did all these chips go? <laughs> because <laughs> your neurotransmitters will take over and turn you into a munchy monster if you don't eat the right amount of calories, right? And doing this will keep your blood sugar stable, will keep PMS at bay, will keep you focused and calm just how you should be. The last piece is the fitness piece in the first half of the cycle. Um, follicular and ovulatory, you can do cardio and hit till your heart's content. And then in the luteal and menstrual phases, you must avoid cardio and hit workouts because if you do them, studies show that it's going to turn on muscle wasting and turn on fat storage. Nobody wants that. And I'm somebody who's maintained a 50 pound weight loss for over 20 years. I'm telling you, this is the key to keeping your metabolism humming the way that you want. So what do you do instead? You do strength training. Strength training without a cardio component, that could look like lifting heavy weights, that could look like holding a squat up against the wall till your knees start shaking, that could look like um, some really great Pilates, that could look like slow yoga, um, that kind of stuff. So this is all really exciting just to know that we can, you know, follow our phases and, and work optimally and be our most productive and most decisive by just tracking our cycles and, you know, fitness, food, all of the things. So what happens when you're doing this and a symptom comes up? So you get migraines around ovulation or, you know, the classic PMS. How can we, we use your app, right? So we can like look up the symptom and see what the root cause is and just go from there. But it's also an indication that something that you've been doing hasn't been supporting your cycle phases. So for example, if you're seeing any PMS symptoms, you got to look back and say, and you can look, you know, there's ways for you to track this in the MyFlow app and make sure it's MyFlow with the circle, not the feather. 
icon. Um, so you can track and make sure you have, for example, you know, you have to investigate, did I do some HIIT workouts? Mm -hmm. did, did I go for a run during my luteal phase? Did I, what did I do to create this situation? Because we're responsible for these symptoms so mo more often than not. Sometimes there are things out of our control, like um, with migraines, for example, that can be a different set of root causes. But if we're talking about PMS, typically, right, we often without realizing it, because we haven't been taught enough about how this whole system works, the infradian rhythm, our hormonal patterns, our cycle phases, we don't connect the dots. And we just think that we can do the same thing every day, right? Eat the same calories every day, do the same type of workouts every day, work the same hours every day, get up at the same time every morning, right? But that can really have detrimental effects on how our infradian rhythm is functioning and how our cycle is functioning. And the way we know that it's not working for us is when we get a symptom. So I want you to not look at your symptoms as a bad thing. I want you to look at them as a loving love note from your body saying, hey, sister friend, <laughs> um, we need to just tweak the little lifestyle, you know, wellness plan you've got going on because it's just, it, I'm not feeling supported enough by that. And it's just a gentle nudge for you to tweak what you're doing to get it more in alignment, more in sync. And when you get in sync, yeah, then things start to flow and you feel your symptom burden goes way down to almost non-existent. Yeah. And it reminds me of something you said earlier in this conversation, but also that I read in your book, the difference between the clocks that we run on as women and men. And when you say like, you know, we shouldn't be doing and eating the same things every day, a lot of the times, you know, we'll go on a health journey with our significant other, or, you know, you're both going to try intermittent fasting, or you're both going to try the whole 30 or whatever it is together. And I would love to, as we come to the end of this, just talk quickly about how that might not be the best thing. For, yeah, like, don't do that. <laughs> right. What's good for men might not be good for women and fasting and keto, all of the things. And coffee. And, you know, listen, it's, it's frustrating because a lot of the people that are out in the wellness space and the biohacking space are guys and they're, they're friends of mine. I, I love them all. They're great. And I think that in talking with so many of them, when my book came out there, there really was like, a, Oh, you know, that's an interesting thing that because we're being left out of this research, it's almost like we all have this blind spot about, the fact that what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander, right? And I think it's so important for women to recognize that the things that you do that are exactly like if you're, let's, here's, here's a great example. I mean, I hear this all the time when I, when I talk to women, it's like, okay, my boyfriend, my husband, you know, if you're in a, uh, if you're in a same-sex relationship with a woman, then it's a little easier. Lucky you guys you. can start cycle syncing <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a heterosexual relationship with a guy and you know he's like, great, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. I want to do my workout in the morning. Then I want to meditate. Then I want to like work. And like, that's, I want to structure our lives like that. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's crush it. You know, let's, mm -hmm. you, know you know, that energy, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, great. I want to be with my partner and do those things. If you happen to start, right after the last day of your period, you're going to be like, yeah, I can do this for two weeks. As soon as you're done ovulating and you hit the luteal phase and the 5 a.m. alarm goes off, you're going to be like, oh, hell no, I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel good. Everything feels wrong. And then the whole day, but you're going to make yourself get up because you're not a quitter and you have willpower and you're not going to, you don't want to look like you can't, you know, follow through on your words. You're going to force yourself to get up. And then the whole rest of the day, your blood sugar is going to be off. You're going to be foggy. You're going to be irritable. You're not going to get the right, you're, you're going to throw off your insulin and cortisol patterns the whole day. Your PMS is going to get worse. By the end of the month, you're going to have gained weight and you're going to feel awful. And you're going to be fighting with your partner, wow. right? This is like not a good scene at all. You do not. And I see this all the time. Very I, common. Saw, I saw somebody put out a video, a, a male influencer about his morning routine. Okay. And he's like, you know, I get up, I go to bed at 10 o'clock and then I get up really early and I meditate and then I work out and then I start my day. And it was like, 
like butterflies and calmness and peace and like tranquility and like you know cherubs like singing mm-hmm. in the background right <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like fuming for several reasons like one I'm a mom I don't remember the last time I've slept through the night <laughs> because your kids will wake you up but you know guess what your brain is hardwired to to deal with that if you're female right does it's 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 okay you mm-hmm. you can absorb that kind of sleep disruption as long as you do other things to take care of yourself a b depending on which phase of the cycle I'm in, waking up earlier actually deprives my brain of the extra 20 minutes of sleep I need as a female to go through brain self-cleaning compared to men, right? Men's brains are less uh, complex in, in their, their neurological wiring and their, the way they're packed together. So they need a shorter self-cleaning time. Women need 20 minutes more every day. So even if you wanted to wake up, at the same time as your male partner, you'd have to wait 20 extra minutes, right? He could mm-hmm. get up at five, you'd have to get up at 5.20. But then in the second half of your cycle, sleeping in a little bit later is actually advantageous because it's gonna keep your blood sugar stable, it's gonna keep cortisol levels low, it's gonna keep your anxiety low. You have to cater to your biological reality. Your whole wellness routine has to orient around your female biological pattern period, full stop. If you orient it around your male's partner's biological pattern, it isn't going to work. It is not logical. We are not the same. We're equal and different. Our self-care programs need to be equally good and different in order for us to thrive. I need to play this on loudspeaker in front of my boyfriend. (laughs) So, because sometimes we can be like, I know I need 30 extra minutes of sleep, but I don't want to seem like a lazy shit. So I'm just going to wake up, but no, it's actually, it's going to benefit you in the end. (laughs) And this is the thing, right? Even though it's unfair for the burden of educating our male partners about our biology, even though that's unfair for us to have to do, it is what it is, right? So if you are in a loving relationship with a guy, um, you know, sit him down within the flow open up the charts, show him what's happening. So he understands that there's a pattern Mm -hmm. and a science and that this is what you're going to be doing. And so there's no friction or you having to feel guilty or instead you're going to find what I find is once you actually show this to the men in your life that care about you, they're like, great, thank you. Just tell me what you need. I will do it. I will be there for you. You want a sweet potato for breakfast? Done. (laughs) You're in your luteal phase? Boom. In fact, that is why I built the partner sync feature in the Mm -hmm. MyFlow. So you can drop in your beloved, whatever gender they are, their email address, and they're going to get a notification in real time about which phase you're in and how they can support you with food, with fitness, with romance, so that you guys are more in the flow as a couple, right? And to take the burden off of you too, of having to educate your partner, but don't feel guilty for taking up space for your female biological needs and reality. It is real. It's not in your head and it's worth you taking care of because you're going to feel better. And of course, when you're happier, everything works better in your life and in your relationship. Completely. And just pro tip, I've been playing it on audible on loudspeaker in front of him. And then he starts asking questions and he gets very into it. So that's right. Pro they tip love, they love learning that there's a recipe for success. So yes. yeah. I want to end this just hearing you've obviously had so many readers, followers, clients have life transformations. What are some of the biggest or most common thing themes that you hear of when people cycle sync? Oh my gosh. So many. I mean, first of all, there's like stage one transformation, which is like the, the joyful disbelief of like, oh my God, I don't have PMS this month. Oh my God. I didn't even know my period was about to start. Oh my God. I didn't have cramps like this. I can't believe it's actually true. Like I wanted to believe it. I did the experiment, but like, wow, it actually works. So that's sort of like the stage one reaction that I love. And then stage two are things like, Women are able to get pregnant when they want to, or able to really deeply resolve other health issues that they're having. And then the third piece, of course, is the life transformation. Women really reclaim um, their creativity. They make big career changes. They accomplish big goals. They, like It's just a really comprehensive 
uh, method because it's it's gonna support you physically, but then it pays off dividends in other ways that are really unique to each woman based on what she's trying to create in her life. And I just, I'm here for all of it. I love it. I am so happy that um, I've created something that is serving so many women that's um, you know, I'd love to see the cycle syncing in the dictionary someday, you know, like yes. biohacking is like, it's just, it's a way forward for us to reference a, a method of self-care that is unique and matches our unique female cyclical biological reality. I'm so excited. I feel like I just feel so drawn to this and I'm so excited to take everyone along the journey. I'm going to vlog it on YouTube and everything, take all the supplements, read all the books. So I'm very excited. Let's get into fun facts and favorites. What okay. is your morning routine? And does it change every phase? You know, I was going to say, depends so what is on it, the phase. What is it right now? <laughs> In the first half of the cycle, it's like a, usually a little bit earlier morning and I'll do my workouts more in the early morning hours and I'll have my smoothie and try to spend some time with my daughter before she goes off to school and do a little planning and, and socializing in the morning, whether that be calling a colleague or, you know, I try to pack my mornings before lunch with, um, self-care and social time and workouts, that kind of stuff in the morning. Sounds Second great. half of the cycle, it's a slower pace. I don't do that intensive. I have a more slow nourishing breakfast, still spend time with my daughter. will not get on the phone before noon with anyone else. We'll do all my deep work first. And then after lunch, I'll do, um, a little bit of work, you know, maybe some meetings if I have to, and then a workout and I'll wrap the day a little earlier and rest a little bit more. Interesting. Your workouts later in the day. Yep. Absolutely. Keep my blood sugar stable. Don't want to start the day with a workout. And Interesting. Phase. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is your favorite workout? Depends on the phase. <laughs> I love my, I, I love my cardio and my hit workouts when I'm doing that at the right time of the month. And then I love strength training and Pilates. I actually really love that. That's my longest phase because I really enjoy, um, sort of that lengthening and stretching and toning style of workout because it's very low impact and low stress. My body really craves it in the luteal phase. And I just feel so good that I'm, I don't, I feel great that I no longer feel guilty mm -hmm. about not doing cardio or HIIT workouts every day that I really know that I'm doing the right workouts at the right time. Feels really good. Yeah. That's definitely relatable. Okay. When do you feel your happiest? When I'm with, when I'm like cooking for my daughter, you know, I love, I love being a mom and I love being in the kitchen and family time is my favorite time. I love that. Yeah. Okay. What would be your last meal on earth? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it can be a spread, a spread of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was living in Baltimore, I really loved the crab cakes at this one like grocery store, but anyway, I love, oh, I love a good omelet. I love chocolate. I, I don't know, a meal. I love avocado toast. You're going <laughs> to brunch. Could, You're going I'll to say, brunch. How, how about this? How about this? I would say if I could, you know, I lost my mom four years ago. And if I could get um, anything that she would make, any of the foods that she would make. She was such a good cook. I would gladly have any of those yummy things that she used to make for me as my last meal. That would be pretty epic. Okay. That's a great answer. <laughs> all right. Where can the people find you cycle syncing your supplements, all of the things you can find, uh, if you're going through your own hormonal chaos, please come to flowliving.com. That is why I built this hormonal healthcare company to help you navigate this, make it easier. We'll, we'll totally take care of you. Um, the supplements are there. All of that is there. Um, books you can buy wherever books are sold. You can also go to intheflowbook.com and get some freebies to get you started on your cycle syncing journey right away. If you want the app, you can go to myflowtracker.com and everything is flow without a W. So myflowtracker.com. If you are ready to start cycle syncing with us, come join the cycle syncing membership at cyclesyncingmembership.com and you'll get recipes, meal plans, grocery lists, workout videos, everything tailored to your cycle phases and so that I've taken all the guesswork out of it for you. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at flowliving and at alisa.vd. 
All right. We covered it all. Well, thank you so, so much. This was beyond helpful. I am so glad. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun chat. Of course. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.